ओम सहनावतु सहनौ सह वीर करवाहै तेजस्वीतमस्तुमाषावै ओं शातिशाति मय्यव सकल जात मयि सर्व प्रति मयि सर्व लय याति दिस इज द नेक्स्ट लेवल ऑफ अंडरस्टैंडिंग द टीचिंग गोइंग डीपर फर्स्ट यू से आई एम जस्ट अ विजिटर ऑफ द स्टेट्स आई एम अ गेस्ट एंड वेन आई फील यू नो वेन आई अंडरस्टैंड दिस that is a very important uh, and i i understand that the, that i am no longer bound that's an important understanding but that is still at the level of what is called tvam pada vichara what is tvam pada vichara enquiry into the word you yeah because we are still talking of i the waker i the sleeper first i identified i am the waker and then i understood i am a guest in the waking uh, waking uh, world and i am also the guest of the waking state correct but still the focus is on what i so it's from the standpoint of the i now it is from the standpoint of the collective standpoint of what is all this what is that which all this is all this is also i this resolves into i i never resolve into anything i don't resolve into this this alone resolves into i very beautiful this fantastic really so all this when i say it is nothing but something you know which is a projection of that same sentient consciousness which i am so in in this body mind sense complex where i where I, where i locate the i this i has a particular shape a size a form as it were correct yeah this consciousness has as it as though taken on a particular shape according to the body whatever this is what is called the this co- consciousness is conditioned conditioned means what as though conditioned by the body mind sense complex just like the pot space is conditioned by the size of this pot as though conditioned because really space cannot be trapped in a pot you know much less is pot trapped in space so therefore uh, this conditioning thing there are two ways of looking at it one is the reflection that that there is one sun and 50 pots of water how many suns do you see 50 so this is one example used to uh, used by the tradition to talk about how the one quote unquote became many the sun did not become many the sun did not morph into 50 suns but the 50 the number the counting at the level of the mithya is the the mithya mediums of reflection being many the suns look as though they are many so the body mind minds are many so that that same consciousness morphs into many minds and then you count this many people in the uh, 7 billion people in the in the planet like that you count anything that you can count is is not you really and so that is one metaphor that is in the uh, tradition that is called pratibimba vada a kind of a you know uh, what is that a kind of a reckoning for the how the one as though became many through counting the medium of reflection which is the surface of the mind and then they they use this to see that okay the medium of reflection if it is clean then the surface you know is clean and the reflection of that ananda that brahman is clear okay if the surface of the mind is muddy with what ragadveshas if you have a turbid surface even the sun is not reflected properly this is one kind of a vada pratibimba vada really that also has limitations because what is the limitation because the reflecting medium is it as true as the as as the as the reflection i mean as the original thing because what is the connection between the reflecting medium and the sun there are two separate things correct this is the main you know 
problem of this particular you know philosophy of uh, particular way this particular metaphor of looking at something because the reflecting medium becomes as important as the source of reflection it becomes a separate reality as it were so therefore what the i mean they are trying to describe that which is oneself which is not an object which is the truth of the subject so any metaphors we have will fall short so since this has fallen short so we have what is called our chedavada the theory of conditioned consciousness as it were so in, in so the theory of reflected consciousness has its own problems and then the theory of conditioned consciousness is also has a few conditions that are not met here which are problematic but we have to use something to explain we just use it with 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 a caveat and we use these these uh, metaphors to these theories to explain the thing so what is this theory of conditioned consciousness as though conditioned so this consciousness which is free limitless whole is as though conditioned by a name and form a container called the upadhi in which that particular consciousness lives correct and this upadhi is not a parallel reality to the consciousness it is crafted by the very consciousness in which it abides tadeva you know asrijat tadeva anupravishat this is taken from the shruti that the, this ishvara created everything and occupied everything you know last year we we had occupy wall street occupy this occupy that yeah and actually this movement was started first by ishvara occupy jagat yeah <laughs> ishvara started a movement create jagat occupy jagat there is no place in the jagat where ishvara is not and that ishvara shines differently in a worm in a grasshopper in a four footed animal you know in a two footed animal in a human being who behaves like an animal the the whole the, that same consciousness is there and that that is the, the, the upadhi is made by ishvara the garment is made by ishvara and worn by ishvara this is the theory of as though conditioned consciousness the 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 demerit the primary demerit of this theory is that you know you forget the as though and then you say when did consciousness get conditioned mm-hmm. this is, both of them have some problems because we are trying really to describe what is you which is not describable as an object so therefore here now my this is the second level of understanding first i understood everything from my own perspective which is important because i thought myself to be the waker no i'm just a little card carrying member of the waking state <laughs> you know that's all i am i thought i was a sleeper no i am not the sleeper i am not the neither the dreamer nor the waker nor the sleeper i am the guest consciousness that inhabits and illumines the waking dream and deep sleep states and now we are going not just to the waking dream and deep sleep states we are going to the next level of understanding where one is the author of those states yeah the author of the worlds that one inhabits so then the declaration by ashvalayana right in front of sitting in front of the teacher with no ego he declares mai eva sakalam jatam this is so good to hear in me everything is born i am the locus of everything who is this i not mr ashvalayana who is this i consciousness yeah chit atma chit this consciousness is the source in me everything is born mai eva sakalam jatam okay you might be the author of the birth of all the things in the universe far fetched as it sounds mr ashvalayana but then who is upholding it mai sarvam pratishthitam i am the one who is upholding everything in me everything is upheld and where is the the i and the me put now in consciousness mai parasmin brahmani in this brahman which is you know the ultimate in me who is brahman everything is born and everything is as it were sustained and then what where does it go when everything goes mai in me alone mai sakalam layam yati layam means it resolves in me alone tasma therefore advayam brahma 
Aham Asmi. I am that non-dual Brahman, which, which upholds this whole universe, from which everything has come, by which everything has sustained, and unto which everything collapses, unto which everything resolves. This is something very important because you see how from Tat Tvam Pada you have gone to Tat Pada Vichara. This is very important to see and note. And when you see this, you see the beauty of it. How it's not enough to just say, I am not the waker, dreamer, sleeper. That's only part of the thing. You have resolved the equation of this I and reduced this I, or rather reduced, or uh, what should I say, inflated this I to, to, to pure consciousness. And that consciousness alone is the upholder of the waking, dream, and uh, sleep. You, you, you are now resolving the equation on the other side. It's very, very fantastic. And so everything, you know, when you say everything, all these things that I thought were real, were really an extension of that consciousness. So the consciousness plus name and form, like even this flower. Flower asti, flower is, correct? Even as I say flower is, what's happening? Ah, yeah, see, when then petals is, flower is first. And then petal is correct, mm -hmm. and then as it's dropping, <laughs> then flower is, flower is, flower is, flower is, flower is. I'm, I'm just, you know. Then what happened? Kim tat? Kya ho gaya idhar? But the word is not also has is correct. Yeah. Flower. Then you say this rose hip is. I thought only people have hips, but roses also have hips. Yeah. You can make tea out of this. That's all you can do right now. Flower is, and then the is hasn't gone. The is is now in the form of petal is, stamen is, rose hip is, stem is, consciousness that is observing the birth and the demise of the flower is. Correct? In this consciousness, the flower was upheld right in front of your eyes. In this consciousness, the flower disheveled, right, you know, dismantled right in front of your eyes. So what is really? You is. Yeah. Oh, but that's not grammatically correct. Yeah, but shastrically it's correct. <laughs> you alone is. Everything else shines after you. You know, and this is what he, all the romantic poets, you know, they write about all this. They talk about the flower blooming in the desert. Of what use is this flower blooming in the desert when nobody can, uh, you know, take in the fragrance. Because without that conscious being, nothing is really. Nothing is. So the petal is when you say, you are just saying consciousness is. And the petal is just a name and form. Consciousness alone is. And so, mai sakalam jatam. So, mai, you know, you can even take it on a very smaller level. Mai pushpam jatam. You know, in my consciousness, the flower, the flower is buddhi was born. The thought flower is was born where? In the space of my consciousness alone. And then the flower, the petal is consciousness was born again in that buddhi alone, in that thought. And the flower was sustained by this very consciousness that was observing the flower. The observed flower is non-separate from the observed, uh, observing consciousness. There is just one consciousness. And the observing consciousness is free of all that is observed. The observed resolves into that the one who is observing, the one who is observing is not subject to resolution at all. You can say, Mai Sarvam Sakalam Layam Yati. In my, me alone, everything resolves. But where do I resolve? I don't resolve. That which does not dissolve, resolve, absolve is me. That is me. I neither resolve nor dissolve, nor do I need any, uh, uh, you know, absolution from any theology, from anything. I'm not caught. I'm not, you know, I'm not finite. This is what is infinite consciousness. It's all the trick of where to place the I. 
if i place the i in the body mind sense complex the waker dreamer sleeper then you know one is completely gone one becomes a jiva immediately instant coffee like that instant jiva how to become <laughs> immediately say i am this much only here yeah. but then when you say i am that consciousness which is seeing all the suns rise in, on the various planets and the galaxies which is observing their moons which is the which is which is everything which is in me the whole universe exists and then it resolves in me alone so like this this can be said by an ordinary dreamer correct ordinary dreamer will say mai sakalam jatam this whole dream world i am upholding right and in from me the dream has come by me the dream is sustained into me the dream resolved the ordinary dreamer can also say this and agnani can also say this right what's the difference the agnani sees the waking state also as the dream oh. yes this is a, that is a mithya within mithya that is a dream within dream this is a just a dream but how to awaken from this dream yeah you have to under by self knowledge the alarm clock for this dream is self knowledge that's what it is the guru's words wake you up the guru's words are the alarm clock the teacher's words and the words of the shruti are the alarm clock the shruti is the alarm clock and the guru's words are is the morning alarm to wake you up from this nightmare of the jagat being real this is the day mare nightmare whatever you call it so the falsification of the waking state doesn't have to be done in any other way except cognitively and the cognitive falsification of the waking state happens in the wake of knowledge where you say i am not the karta i am not the bhokta i am not the pramata i am not the doer i am not the enjoyer i am not this thing all these rise within me and and are consumed by me but i am none of them i am that consciousness alone so mai sakalam jatam mai sarvam pratishthitam mai sarvam layam yati tasmat brahm brahma advayam asmi i am that non dual brahman alone and this is something which the gita has lifted so the gita has taken this in the ninth chapter the gita uh, talks about this and uh, what does it say the gita says in me everything is bhagwan krishna says that you know matsthani sarva bhutani in me everything is oh in me everything is then we have another problem that we saw last night what is the problem uh, you become like atlas holding up the entire universe and then you get really tired and upset and of course the universe is not not expressing any gratitude thank you for holding me up <laughs> then you feel resentful and burdened correct that is what the whole the psychology of this greek god became very resentful and so the this this resentment you know is not there for brahman why because the upholding is as though it's as effortless as the clay upholding the pot does the clay have to put any effort to be pot mm-hmm. no while it was a lump on the road side it was still in the form of clay correct even now it is still itself alone it does not have to put any effort because the the potness is mithya that this akara the shape and form and the name and form called pot is mithya mithya means a dependent reality so the dependent reality while it is fun to interact with sometimes and fun to count but it is not real the dependent reality is is depending upon that which is you which is independent of everything so this dependent reality is mithya it is it is called by the name of mithya so bhagavan krishna says matsthani sarvabhutani matsthani sarvabhutani is same as saying mai sakalam jatam mai sarvam pratishthitam mai sarvam layam yati matsthani sarvabhutani in me alone everything is but then what does he say nacha aham teshu avasthitah very important in me everything is i am not in any one of them ah 
this is where we have to be very you know alert to see the difference between an incidental and intrinsic attributes what is intrinsic to pot from the viewpoint of the pot clay is intrinsic to the pot correct without clay there is no pot but from the standpoint of clay is pot intrinsic to clay no is ornament intrinsic to gold no gold in in many people you know many people think it's a waste of time and money to make ornaments they like their gold in bars and biscuits you know and we are not talking of the edible kind yeah so that is easy to store and so therefore this is what the 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 gold the ornament is an incidental expression of gold from the standpoint of the gold because the ornament keep changing it can be chain it can be bangle it can be nose ring it can be anklet it can be bracelet it can be so many different things earring finger ring but from the standpoint of the ornament the ornament depends entirely upon gold so from the viewpoint of the ornament the gold is intrinsic to the ornament from the standpoint of the gold the ornament is an incidental expression of itself meaning even without the ornament if you make 1 million ornament the gold doesn't feel any loss because it still continues to be itself even if you make not a single ornament the gold doesn't miss the ornament because the go from the standpoint of the ornament sorry from the standpoint of the gold the ornament comes and goes the gold doesn't say so many ornaments i have to take care of i don't know how i'm going to do it they keep increasing making new new things and different different places they keep piercing in the body so i have to make new new ornaments no why because it knows it is nothing but itself from the standpoint of the ornament if you remove the gold then it has a identity crisis correct yeah because the ornament is not a correct identity anyway the pot ornament etc so we have to see it from the standpoint of the created jagat you know brahman is intrinsic or incidental intrinsic because everything you know i told you bhagavan said occupy jagat and uh, so without bhagavan's presence nothing is that is in everything is bhagavan that is sat so from the standpoint of the jagat brahman you know without brahman jagat cannot survive even for a minute even for a second there will not be any jagat from the standpoint of brahman whether jagat is there or 10 jagats are there no difference like the gold it sits shining in its own glory this consciousness called brahman which is what you you are not you are independent of everything nothing is independent of you the object resolves into the subject just like the ornament resolves into gold the subject does not you know is irresolute does not resolve into anything you know this is what we have to understand and therefore bhagavan immediately says nachamatsthani bhutani who said i am in anything i am not in anything i am myself uniquely myself pashyame yoga vaishwaram ninth chapter is very beautiful see this magic arjuna that i can make the whole jagat disappear without even doing anything without even a little wand or a few magic words i don't have to do anything i just have to show the reality of myself that the jagat is dependent on me i am not dependent at all upon the jagat so the jagat is dismissed as a mithya a dependent entity that whose whose isness whose existence is entirely dependent upon me but i am independent of everything this is what you have to understand both sides this is what it is meant my sarvam that brahman i am so then next one ಅನೋರಣೀಯಹಮೇವತ್ವತ್ಮಹಾನಹಂಷೋಹಮೀಷ ಪುರಾತನೋಹಂ 
ಹಿರಣ್ಮಯೋಹಂ ಶಿವರೂಪಮಸ್ಮಿ ಅಪಾಣಿಪಾದೋಹಮಚಿಂತ್ಯಶಕ್ತಿ ಪಶ್ಯಾಮ್ಯಚಕ್ಷುಸೃಣೋಮ್ಯ ಕರ್ಮ ಅಹಂ ವಿಜಾನಿ ವಿವಿಕ್ತೂಪ ಲೆಫ್ಟ್ nothing yeah i am the thing in everything i am the thing in nothing i am the thing in something that is why it's called vastu the only thing that is worth being called the thing because that alone is and so when you understand this then what else is left the the, the whole question of size is taken up how big is this i anoho aniyan i inhabit the smallest of the smallest smallest of the smallest things i am in every atom i shout out in every atom i give a shout out how in the form of that very existence of the atom because atom exists correct and there is an atomic intelligence because it is a, it is an entity it has an intelligence because it behaves in relation to other things even though it is uniquely itself so that cellular level intelligence also i am that is the i so i can trace myself in every cell and that intelligence i am anoho aniyan ahameva tadvat and i am the same i am in the smallest of the smallest and tadvat likewise mahanaham vishvamaham vichitram so then let it not be con- confused thinking that i am just the smaller than the smallest and then what about the biggest of the things who is that that is the the who, who is that what who is the biggest of the things if i am the smallest of the smallest yeah i only am not the neighbor you know yeah i am the smallest of the smallest and since all the small things keeps snowballing into bigger and bigger things i am the biggest of the biggest i am the smallest unit in everything and i am the biggest finished product also biggest of everything i am smallest of everything from the smallest to the biggest i occupy everything and then what mahanaham and i am i am great i'm that i'm that great thing huge thing big i am and then you know vishwamaham i am the whole all pervasive vishwam means the universe i am this entire universe what kind of universe vichitram vichitram means variegated i am this variegated universe yeah i am this universe which is full of various you know shapes forms names etc okay when did you begin you know when did you start puratanoham i have been around for a long time puratana means what you know ancient that time you know puratana in that time even pura even before everything came i i i am the source of everything so even before the jagat came what was there i was i i alone was there before the jagat came into being nobody else and then purushaha aham purushaha means the all pervasive one the one that fills up everything sarvang purayati iti purushaha purushoham and then ishoham i am the lord of everything here you can say i am ishvara isha is short for ishvara i am the lord of everything puratanoham purushoham ishaha and then what hiranmayoham i am the gold see that example was well placed <laughs> i am the gold i am like the gold self luminous i am not borrowing the shine from something else 
I am that source that lights up everything. Like the sun does not borrow its light from the neighboring sun, Beetlejuice. No. The sun is self-effulgent. And I, who even cognize the sun, is even more self-effulgent than even the sun. Yosavaditya sa ekaha saya evam vithu. You know, it says in the Taitri Upanishad. The one that is even the observer of the sun, which is the most self-effulgent thing we know. So the self-shine of the sun is no shine when I observe the sun. My shine is brighter than the sun. Tameva bhantam anubhati sarvam. When I shine, everything shines after me. Sarvam anubhati, vibhati anubhati. I shine and everything shines after me. I am self-evident and everything becomes evident to me, the self-evident one. And who is this? Shiva Rupam Asmi. Shiva means free of papa, free of omissions and commissions, free of being karta bhokta and auspicious, whose nature is totally auspicious, free of all sins, so to speak, pure, auspicious. And this is something very nice to memorize and say, this one and the next one. What is that? Anoraniyanahamevatadvatu Mahanaham Vishwamaham Vichitram Puratanoham Purushoham Ishaha Hiranmayoham Shivarupamasmi Apanipadoham Achintya Shaktihi Pashyamya Chakshusashrinom Yakarnaha Aham Vijanami Vivikta Rupaha Najastiveta Mamachit Sadaham This is something very good to contemplate. And then he says that this is, I am smaller than the smallest, bigger than the biggest. And then, I am Ishvara. Before, what did the person say? I am Anisha. What is Anisha? Overlorded. I am the one who is overlorded by the laws. I am overlorded by, the, by, by my own karma. I find constrictions everywhere. And here you say, I am Isha. This is this. So the I, so in the beginning I told you there are two cognitions, I cognition and this cognition, correct? So and, and we also delineated that all the words belonging to this cognition are separate from I. This is where we began. That, you know, idam pratyaya gochara vastuni. So in all the words that, you know, have this cognition, this flower, this body, this weather, this town, this chair, everything that you say, this, 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 is separate from I. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then through the knowledge, the parameters of the I have spread and grown and have covered all this. The I grows to encompass all this. All this is swallowed up in the I, is folded into the I. But the I is not this. This is I. I is not this. So this aham pratyaya is, is blown up more and more. And like the ever-expanding universe, that also is being questioned now. Whether the masses are expanding or the universe is expanding, somebody has, you know, is, is, is challenging this. Very exciting. So then, so like the expanding universe, the I is expanding, so to speak to encompass everything that we consider not we considered at the beginning as the exercise, as a mental exercise to, to, to arrive upon I as the consciousness, all this was negated. Now the this is being welcomed back into the I, while the I is very clear that I am not any of this. That is the time you can welcome the this into the I. So the idam pratyaya gochara vastu, you know, Idam Pratya Gochara Vastuni are being invited to occupy Aham Pratyaya, I cognition. So you see the I in all this. So there is no this. What is there? I alone. I, 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 I. Everything is I. This is called Sarvatma Bhava. A fruit of this consciousness. A fruit of this knowledge. 
But when you say all this is I, you know, this gets accommodated, folded up and resolved in the I, but the I never becomes this. The I remains I. I does not become an object. When I say I does not become this, what do I mean? That the I never becomes an object of this cognition. No. I remains I. I is always the subject. Object being dependent on the I resolves into the I or the entire object world arises from consciousness is sustained by this consciousness I and resolves into the consciousness. So all this is resolved into the I, folded into the I. I doesn't get that which doesn't fold up is I. Yeah, That which remains uniquely itself is I. And so it says that, you know, Apani some paradoxes are presented because the I is not the anything that you call this is not the I. So therefore the you know and then it is folded into the I, whereas the I never becomes this. This is what is told in mantra number twenty-two. without having hands and legs. What do you mean I don't have hands and legs? I have hands and legs. Look. <laughs> Look. Hands are there. So what do you mean? No hands and legs. Where is the eye placed now? Where is the eye placed? Eye is placed in consciousness. Does con How many legs and co hands consciousness has? No hands. Don't ask then how come it is talking that I don't have hands and legs. That is the paradoxy. <laughs> So if it doesn't have hands and legs, how come it is? it has a mouth and it has a tongue to say I don't have hands and legs? Like the person who says, I have a, I, I cannot talk, I don't have a tongue. Let's say somebody, you know, is, 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 is begging on the street, please give me money. Why should I give you money? Because I don't have a tongue, I can't talk. And while saying that, the person is advertising what? That the very fact that one is, you know, embodied, correct, of that very organ one is pretending not to have. So here, that is the paradoxy, that is the beauty of this. The whole thing is so beautiful. Because everything is mithya, you can really enjoy the satyam, really. If you know satyam, you can enjoy mithya. If you don't know satyam, mithya becomes misery. That's what it is. Mithya becomes everyday misery. <coughs> Sad, sad misery. Okay, so what is the thing here? You know, apani padaha aham. I am without hands and legs. Meaning all hands and legs are non-separate from me. I am not a single pair of hands or legs. Apani padaha aham. Even though I am without hands and legs, says the person embodied by hands and legs, and this consciousness, the one who identifies as this consciousness, then achintya shaktihi, I have so much power, I can lift everything because I have so much power even though I don't have the means, the resources. I have balam without the, 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 what's that, without the upadhi, I have balam. Because why? Everything that has the upadhi, I am the source of that balam in every upadhi. Balam balavatam asmi, look at the Bhagavad Gita now. Balam balavatam asmi, Bhagavan says, I am the strength in the strong. So this fellow, the Olympic lifter, or even the village pailwan, you know, there, every village has one oiled fellow, you know, <laughs> who is wearing loin cloth. Why? Because he is ready to get into a, you know, wrestling match, this village wrestler. He is all oily because you should, you, there is no place to grab. So the oily fellow thinks, I am the one who is lifting all these weights and I am the one doing kasrat, doing up and down like this. But really speaking, the strength comes from that consciousness which, which is free of biceps, triceps, all these, you know, yeah. That consciousness is giving the, the medium of the weight lifting, the strength to lift the weight. So I am the strength in the strong, Bhagavan says. Lest you think that Olympic medal belongs to you. It belongs to me. 
Bhagavan in the 10th chapter does a uh, and uh, latter part of cha chapter 7 does a reclamation intellectual property rights you know you think that you are all these things excuse me I am the voice in the musician I am the strength in the strong anything that you do well that talent I am anything that you do wonderfully that 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 glory I am and that is why we dedicate everything we don't say I am doing this in India if you pay anybody a compliment they will say it is Guru's grace it is Bhagavan's grace inside they'll be feeling very happy oh somebody is appreciating my house <laughs> but overtly they dedicate it to Bhagavan which is a good thing to do which is a very good thing to do because if I take on this as my own property me meaning the body mind sense complex property and the uh, property of the ahankara the i-ness that associates with everything that is small then I am in deep hot water I'm in trouble and why am I in trouble I am in trouble because I have not understood that what doesn't belong to me when I take it's a it's a it's a recipe for sorrow when I take on that which doesn't belong to me I, I have to have lot of handkerchiefs on the side why because you have to get ready for a tragedy yeah where you are the, the the main protagonist you star in your own tragedy you are the star of the tragedy this is what happens you need to keep a bucket or some hankies as soon as you say appropriate things that do not belong to you from the standpoint of the jiva but if you are ready to say if you have this understanding and you are ready to say if nothing is separate from me and then you can be like Ashwalayana and say I am the strength in the strong and look I have no hands look I have no legs I have no medium to express the strength being the mediumless consciousness I express as the strength in anything that is strong beautiful itself mediumless it expresses in every bicep every tricep achintya shaktihi apara shaktihi so much power unthinkable power because if one Olympic wrestler and one Olympic weightlifter has so much power, if you combine all of them, you know, from Muhammad Ali, if you take to everyone and, and combine the strength of all the people in this, uh, all the strong people in the universe and, and the strength of uh, the elephants and the strength of the hippo and all these animals, camel, giraffe, uh, you know, cheetah, everything, the speed of the cheetah, all these things. You know, you, this, it is an unthinkable, in endless, infinite strength I am. Even though without the medium to express it, I am that latent strength. In every medium, I am that strength. And then what? Pashyami, it gets even stranger. Pashyami achakshuhu. Myself, I-less. I means, not uh, the letter I, I, eyes. Without eyes, I see everything. How can you see everything without eyes? How? Because I am the power that sees, that is behind the eyes. What makes the eyes see? That is me. That is not the eyes themselves. The eyes themselves don't see, correct? Otherwise, even in the dead body of you know an animal, the eyes should be able to see. They don't see. Oh, no, no, no. The mind is the seer. The mind sees when the eyes become an object of sight you can say the mind is seeing but the mind itself as an object correct mm -hmm. because I say today my mind is not working properly yeah. that means I'm the witness of the mind okay. Okay. so the mind itself is an object and the subject is the seer subject is the seer itself never seen subject is the seer of everything itself not an object of sight without under without you know operating the sense organ of the sight it sees everything in in and everything that has eyes it sees it's beautiful that power of sight described by the Keno Upanishad it is this alone eye of the eye the ear of the ear, that which the power of sight and that's why all eyes become subject to study by the biological order, correct? The zoological order, 
that's how you can have the the whole science of ophthalmology is possible because of this fact everything is predictable wherever there is a pair of eyes they see even if there is a cyclop like creature with one eye it sees the eyes of the donkey the monkey the cat the, the cow the hyena anything the butterfly the bug anything that that law which is behind sight which which expresses itself as the law of sight which includes all the disturbances in the sight too that disorder is also part of the order it is so beautiful and when i see that there is no blame no shame no fear no pride it's a fact i see appreciate that as the one which informs the order of sight without having eyes this is such a beautiful contemplation correct yeah such a beautiful thing to contemplate on i don't need eyes to see <laughs> i see through so many eyes it is a, it is phenomenal and shrinomi akarnaha shrinomi means i hear everything how many ears do i have zero pair of ears not even one ear i have but right from mark anthony who said friends countrymen lend me your ears that's what he said correct yeah everybody says to atma lend me <laughs> lend me that power of hearing that power of hearing all comes from atma alone from this consciousness itself earless it hears anything so if there is any disturbances on the hearing connected to oneself one can you know one can feel bad oh i can't hear i don't know what's wrong with my ears and why i'm losing hearing you're not losing anything you are the you are the source of all hearing so what if you can't hear through this one pair of ears you know without ears you are hearing the, everything you are that 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 power to hear is you the power of sight is you all the power with, through which all the senses are deployed is you without needing all these mediums of expression you see you hear you are the witness of everything so beautiful this is what ashwalayana got from the first few mantras and so you see how deeply he has internalized this teaching and then further he says aham vijanami vivikta roopaha i am the witness of all the manifest world of objects vivikta means vividham you know vivichyate everything that is variegated yeah from which to separate so anything that is variegated i am i know i objectify everything everything exists because of me because of me alone everything exists because when i am there everything i am lending my presence because of me all the things are there i know everything i am the knower of everything i give i lend existence to everything but then how many people know me nachasti vetta there is no one who knows me <laughs> i know everything i see everything nachasti mama vetta the knower of me is not there there is no one who knows me nachasti mama vetta because i am sada aham chit i am that consciousness that knows everything that objectifies everything itself never an object always a subject like i told you yesterday you can objectify my body i can objectify your body you can objectify my mind i can do that same to you but i cannot objectify consciousness in you similarly you cannot objectify consciousness in me because the consciousness in you is the consciousness in me the i in you is the i in me that's all there is so the i that knows everything everything becomes an object that evident to this i it everything is an object of consciousness and who knows consciousness i itself knows consciousness consciousness alone knows consciousness there is nothing else to know consciousness correct 
Nachasti mama veta. And this, this can be also said in a sad way in the beginning before the knowledge. I, I take so much trouble to become friends with everybody. Nobody knows me. Nobody loves me. Nobody understands me. Nobody appreciates me. This is not a lament. <laughs> this is a fact. Yeah. Bhagavan will not have a lament, even though it is true that everybody misunderstands Bhagavan. They have made all these useless philosophies of me. They don't understand I love them and I am them. In fact, I don't need to love them because I am them. They don't understand even this much. Bhagavan will need Prozac, divine Prozac. Yeah, because Bhagavan has a big complex. No. So, Nachasti Mama Vetta, because I am that chit which becomes evident to itself and to which everything becomes evident. So, uh, nobody needs to know me because I am self evident. Nobody needs to approve me because I am self approvable. Nobody needs to accept me because I accept myself. Any which way you can take it. I know everything. I am never an object of anybody's understanding because there is no second to this. Very, very beautiful. Vedairane kairahameva vedyaha Vedairane kairahameva vedyaha Vedanta krid veda videva chaham Napapa punye mamanastinashaha Najan made hendriya buddhirasti Nabhumirapo najavan hirasti Najani lo mesti Vedaihi anekaihi further and he wraps it up here and he says Vedaihi anekaihi in the many Vedas aneka means na ekam anekam so not one meaning what many so in the many Vedas anekaihi Vedaihi through the many Vedas what is the one thing to be known what is the one thing that is known through all the Vedas I not Nachiket Agni, not some, you know, some kind of a, some kind of a ritual to get wealth or putra or house. Why? Because the wealth and everything is for whom? I. It's for you only. It's for I only. It's not for anyone else. So, after graduating from the first portion of the Veda, which talks about desire fulfillment, and really speaking, the desire fulfillment is for what? Is to prepare one to get sick of desire fulfillment and to graduate into wanting self-knowledge because it's impossible to fulfill desires. The desire fulfillment portion of the Veda is fulfilled when you know that desires cannot be fulfilled. That is its purpose. So that is the first portion, Karmakanda. Then the Jnana Kanda says what? What is who is the who is the hero of the Jnana Kanda? This fellow who thought I am zero is the hero, correct? Yeah, I am the one to be known. In all the Vedas, there is only one thing to be known and I only. And this also Bhagavad Gita has lifted in the 15th chapter. Vedai ranekai rahameva vedyaha. Vedanta krit veda videva chaham. You know, this is exactly the Bhagavad Gita has, you know, unabashedly, you know, taken this completely. Because Bhagavad Gita is also just of the same purport. It is like an Upanishad to expound the nature of the self. So it borrows liberally from Katha Upanishad, Kaivalya Upanishad. Yeah, it seems to like Upanishads which have a K. Yeah, <laughs> from Katha to Kaivalya, it doesn't leave any Upanishad. And so, Vedaihi Anekaihi, there may be many Vedas. The object of knowledge in these Vedas, in these highly erudite texts is who? Me only. Okay, if I am the object of the, known through the Vedas, 
then who is the subject of the vedas who who wrote the vedas ayyo here is a problem so if i am known through the vedas to ye ved ko kisne banaya who 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 is the author of the vedas i alone ha i alone vedanta krid aham i am the one who is the who is the writer of the upanishads you see he is talking in front of his guru he is not left and gone and he is saying all this it's this is the understanding that i am the author of the vedas the i who is revealed through the vedas you know who is the i that is revealed through the vedas this mixed up fellow thinking i am as good as the body mind sense complex i am karta bhokta pramata you know tata this is the fellow <laughs> this is the fellow correct this is the fellow and from the standpoint of the one who is the author of the knowledge that that frees this conditioning that is also i here the i is ishvara and here the i is jiva so from one standpoint of the ignorant one i am the one that is revealed by the by the knowledge of the vedas and i am the revealer also vedanta krid and then who is the benefiter who is the one who knows all this knowledge i veda vid evacha aham i am the author i am the knower of the vedas i am the author of the vedas and i am the subject of the vedas i am the object of what is revealed through the vedas it's all i i alone and we have a shloka uh, what is that ishvaro gururatmeti murti bheda vibhagine vyomavat vyapta dehaya dakshina murtaye namaha yeah ishvara guruhu atma this is the threefold separation bhagavan is separate from me guru is separate from me and then what atma i i myself am separate these are the feeling of separation jiva jagat ishvara you can take the one that that takes away this delusion of separation between the jiva and jagat and ishvara and the one whose nature is that of space it accommodates everything and transcends everything also space is known as the great accommodator but really it is itself yeah it doesn't get tired of embracing everything correct so like that the i is the veda the i is the product of the the veda the knowledge that is revealed by the veda which makes this miserable jiva into into ishvara makes means what through knowledge yeah which reveals this miserable jiva as the source of everything that is the veda the writer of the author of this knowledge is me alone the one that benefited from this knowledge is me alone the one that taught the knowledge is me alone the one that studied the knowledge is me alone and the and the source book that was there between the knowledge and the and myself between the teacher and the knowledge between the knowledge and myself between teacher and myself the book is also who me alone everything is i alone very beautiful vedanta krid veda vid eva aham now i can say i am brahma vid i am vedanta vid i am veda krit krit means the one karoti iti krit the one who makes everything everything is me alone and then therefore what for such a myself where is karma tell me where is the karma na punya pape mama nasti nashah so there is no punya papa for me all karmas ran away in the wake of this knowledge they scurried as fast as their little legs could carry them correct because the papa and punya is dependent upon jiva correct there should be somebody to claim the papa punya like if somebody buys the lottery ticket and wins it and dies and does not say if i you know in the will if somebody you know if i win this lottery ticket it should go to the next of kin so then who is, who is to say i own this money can you say the dead man is rich no because the man is dead the lottery winner that person is dead correct so where does all this money go to it doesn't go to anybody similarly if the person committed a big crime and then you know it happens in these big hostage situations you know they they kill a whole bunch of people then they lock themselves in a room uh, and then they kill themselves correct so then after the person took away the person's life you know will there be a trial for that person no 
there is no jury no trial there will be a different kind of trial we are not talking of that but on this level there is no trial no jury no in incarceration no witnesses no defendant no prosecution so similarly for the one who knows this knowledge all the good things like the lottery winnings etc are just gone poof gone no papa no punya why because the one the one who accrues papa punya is the accruer of the papa punya is dependent upon having a particular finite status of the karta only to the one who thinks and who is firmly convinced that i am the doer they are in that model of that papa punya karma punar janma everything the rebirth etc but if you know that i am not i didn't even have one birth let alone many births when you know i'm free of birth i'm free of death i am everything that is there what papa what punya because the i has expanded from this particular finite entity that one thought one was as good as the body mind sense complex it has accommodated the entire universe and it knows it is not susceptible to anything it is sada shiva always free and if it is always free then there is nothing there at all nothing to hold on to it itself so therefore so you know na punya pape mama for me there is no punya papa no punya no papa no good no bad everything just happens and even the punya papa may be there for the body because the body comes with its own karma which is what explains that even gnanis can have physical complaints because that is karma that was started before gnani can have physical complaint but what is the difference between the gnani and the agnani the gnani who has physical complaints is able to localize it at the level of the body and not feel sad as a result there is a certain cheerfulness and acceptance even though there are physical impairments that is the difference the physical impairments don't become the hallmark of one's existence they don't you know they don't con- consign you to a life of misery just because there is some sense organ or there is some body part that is not working properly this is the this is the freedom that one has here so na punya pape na mama nasti nashah i am not subject to destruction i am free of death na janma oh you are only free of death what about birth na janma i am free of birth if there is no death how can there be birth dehendriya na dehendriya buddhi asti why there is no why there is no birth for you didn't you celebrate your birthday no no birthday was celebrated why because there is no birth then what is this i see in front of me what is this that is just the body mind sense complex my buddhi is in chit yeah my buddhi has expanded to to include the entire consciousness i don't identify with this with this thinking that i am as good as this body mind sense complex the iness has really expanded to include this entire universe so i am free of this particular body mind sense complex i no longer think it is mine yeah the body was born but since i don't regard it specifically as me because everybody is me anyway how many birthdays i'm going to celebrate correct yeah so the every birthday is me you can say in everybody i am born as though born the one that is not subject to birth is born you can add it to the list of paradoxes the one who cannot uh, you know doesn't have eyes sees doesn't have ears hears and doesn't have birth is, is celebrates many birthdays as though so i'm not subject to birth what was born is the body and i am not this body mind sense complex alone i am the entire universe from which this body mind sense complex i also inhabit but this does not belong to me nachamatsthani and then if i am not this body mind sense complex what about all the five elements out of which the body mind sense has been crafted am i that no na bhumihi i am not the earth na apaha i am not the waters na javanhihi you know there is no there is no um, fire or air na, na ja anilaha asti 
you know the sense organs are not there for me the earth and the waters are not there for me and it's very interesting because now he is not saying i am not this they are they don't exist for me as separate entities they don't exist separate of me nacha ambaram ambaram means space actually ambaram means cloth but it's so beautiful what is the cloth space is the cloth why is space the cloth because it adorns the it, it covers the earth correct so space is seen as the sari for the mother earth goddess if mother earth goddess is wearing a sari it has to be space correct she is clothed in space so it is called you know digambara dikambaram or this uh, it's just called space itself is called ambaram because it is seen as the sari for bhumi mata for mother earth it's so beautiful so i am not the space and in fact one thing to say i am not the space oh maybe you are spaced out no I, there is no space for me there is all these are names and forms i am so beyond all the names and forms none of these things exist for me i am that consciousness chidananda roopa shivoham shivoham that's all i am i am none of these things etc he says and then we have a a one mantra here it is unclear whether the teacher takes up the the talk again whether the te- teacher starts talking or whether it's the shruti the text that is talking about the teacher and the student is talking but it doesn't matter so we have one phala shruti and after that we have how to assimilate the knowledge one more sadhana is there let us read the phala shruti now and we'll take up the rest of the verses this afternoon गुहाशय निष्कमदी प्रयातिशुद्धम परमात्मरूपम् ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमिद पूर्णात्मुदच्य पूर्ण से पूर्णमादर्णमेवशिष्य ओं शाति शाति हरि ओं श्रीगुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओम